Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Joe Sushere. Who's the guy in here? Who's the guy? Who's the stranger in the studio? Did I meet him? Uh, that's Mr. Ron Coles. What's the occasion? Well, he was a uh, he was victorious. He's monitoring our work, actually. Yeah, That's what I'm, I'm not sure what. About. He looks very official, <laughs> he doesn't might he? Be from Amazon or Google. He was a uh, he was a winner of a um, a sit-in on Garage Logic. What, what charity was that? The Boogie Blast. I think he's making that up. I think he's I've making that up, it. too. I've never heard of it. This guy just walked in off the street. Right. I don't think he even paid. You know what we said? Just, come on said. in. Yeah, <laughs> come on in. Uh... Hey, you're not allowed to talk, sir. <laughs> you just can't say a word. You know, I, I did tell Ron prior to the... Uh, it turns out he knew my dad at a, at a workplace 40 years ago. Uh, so this is not the first time we met. However, I did tell him in studio, prepare to be very underwhelmed. Yeah, it's... It is. Right. He's it probably going to want his money back by the time he takes Reavers, off. Reavers, we haven't had your reaction because you were at home yesterday with a towel wrapped around under your chin to the top of the top oh. of your head, wrapped in a big bowl, man, with the ice bucket in it. Uh, what are your What is your reaction to this uh, marvelous entertainment? The roller coaster of emotions that took place in the last thirty plus seconds of that game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I don't. It, it it has to. I mean, in my lifetime, I'm only forty. You're just a kid, but. I've never seen the Vikings play in a Super Bowl. And for it to come down to a play like that, it's it's one of the most historic endings to a football game ever. And you can't play in the Super Bowl if you're the Vikings unless you complete that play. I thought for sure when they were lining up for the field goal, I just I I kept thinking, okay, this this isn't how this is supposed to end. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, maybe there's a chance he's going to miss it. Once he drilled it, I mean, he it went right down the middle. I thought, oh, my God. Well, were you among those who gave up with 25 seconds remaining? I wanted to, but then I kept saying, no, no. I got to I gotta watch the you last. You know why? Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything can my, happen. My God, it sure did. Are mm-hmm. you aware of um, the New Orleans Saints coach, Sean Payton? <laughs> this is so great. Uh, taunting the crowd <laughs> with a, a skull clasp uh, when they just, were. Wasn't he just having a good time? Oh, well, 25 seconds left, and they were up by... In other words, he thought he had it in the bag. Yeah, they were up a point. No, I know. And the coach thought, well, this is a time to mock. Sean has a history of doing things like this, though, to the other the other fan base. Who did he set the bounty on? Favre? That'd be Brett. Yeah. Well, this guy deserved to lose, didn't he? he? Really, yeah, and he's, he a, he's a good coach. There's no question about that. He is a good football coach, but he's very unlikable. Who's the coach of the Eagles? That'd be Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson. Yeah, Dougie. Former quarterback for the Eagles. Is he a good guy? He he seems to be a good guy, and he's a, he's a heck of a coach. You know, we have a laying on of hands that goes all the way back to the Eagles, because Norm Van Brocklin, who sure. was the Eagles quarterback, was the first Vikings coach. Hmm. Did you know that? 
I knew Norm Van Brocken. I didn't know he was a Philadelphia Eagle, but mm-hmm. I knew that Norm Van Brocken was the uh, head coach. And back in those days, training camp was up in Bemidji in the woods. Can you imagine what Ooh. they were getting away with then? Wasn't <laughs> it about 15 weeks, too? Oh, God, I don't know. What about the horse flies? Man, they would be horrible up there at that time. I missed Bud. You guys talked to Bud yesterday. We did. How was Bud? Uh, Bud was great. He uh, He thinks it's been worth living this long. Just to see what <laughs> just to see what happens. I hope he's rewarded. I mean, not that I want him to check out at any time soon. I want him to live. Well, a, I said, a... Bud, you're going to be uh, flipping the coin at center field, and he acted as though that was some official announcement that he hadn't been made aware of yet. <laughs> yes. no. I said, Bud, no, I'm just hypothesizing. Right, right. I, I want you to be the guy who does that. Be a good touch. Yeah. Do you think yeah. they'll get to blow the Gallahorn if they're the if they're in the Super Bowl? Uh, I think Bud would resist. Bud would decline that. But I mean, doesn't will, that take some uh, lungs? Well, but what would the league allow them to even do it? Is my I guess Why my not? question. Well, they're not technically they're not the home team; oh, they're the road true. team, and you know that's kind of all that stuff's going to go out the window. Believe me. Oh yeah, it's theater. It's theater. It's that's theater. your theory. Yeah, it's not going to be a problem. Mm. But again, don't put the cart before the horse. Let's let's win Sunday. Is what you're you, saying? You can't. Uh, let's close them up in the barn door. You know what, Philly? Philly's. Fans are as crazy as here. I mean, they they've never won a Super Bowl. I think they're just as crazier. I had a a discussion with a couple of friends who are traveling to Philadelphia on Sunday, and they asked, "Do you you want to come with? We we got a way to get a ticket or two. And I thought, you know, drive. I thought, well, they're gonna fly. Yeah, and I thought, you know. I'd rather just watch it at home. Yeah, it's probably that's that's probably wise counsel. That's a nasty fan. Well, how could they have tickets left? That well, doesn't say what much do you about them. Philly. Well, you can always get them on the secondary market. No, but well, for tickets an NFC championship sale. game, doesn't isn't there a, a block reserved for the Minnesota crowd, or doesn't yeah. that really? I don't know how that works. Well, I understood it to mean that the uh, Eagles ticket office had tickets for sale as of nine a.m. this morning. They did. Yeah. Oh wow! Because the secondary market, the prices are. I mean, if you go online, it's it's insane what they're charging. But so they're as they're as crazy there as they are anywhere in the in the league. Yeah, are they are they jumping on tables and cutting them in half? No, but they're as vile. They can be as vile and as uh, 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 what's the word I want? Dangerous. Yes, <laughs> as, as any any as any Bears crowd could be. And they know. will turn on their own team. Very oh, quickly, if oh, they underperform, that's a long-held custom in Philadelphia. They boot Santa. Yeah, yeah, you can't boot Santa. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a story. I bl- I don't think it was an Eagles game. I think it was a Phillies game where a man vomited on an eleven-year-old girl. Oh, that's nothing. Did that's she a get hurt? Guy, Did huh? you get hurt? Well, right. then you look she the other it. way. She look made the it. Other look way. the other way. Yeah. Go rinse off in the back. Right here you go. Get back. You're gonna be a, uh, an Eagles fan, little girl. Toughen up. Right. Oof. You're going to catch a little of that once in a while. Plus, with it being the late game on Sunday, everyone's going to have a couple extra hours to get all tuned up. Yeah, and plus it's supposed to be 50 and nice. Yeah, it's... It's going to be a nice day. Um, tailgating might work out for them. Uh, It'll be fun. It'll be interesting. Will you be hosting a party? Me? No. No, I I have a... Maybe some sandwiches and have a little uh, come on over. (laughs) Your brother John's coming over. I have an appointment. Yeah, he won't come over because all we have is a black and white TV. We have one small black okay. and white TV. Gotcha. Not not counting my TCL TV. That's true. Yeah. Japanese national broadcaster NHK issued an on-air apology today after they issued an alert incorrectly claiming that North Korea had launched a missile at them. Oh. What's going on here, folks? 
We need some uh, uh, missile etiquette, I think. We really need to... The message received by phone users with the NHK app installed on their devices read, NHK News Alert, North Korea likely to have launched missile. The government, J Alert, evacuate inside the building or underground. The broadcaster apologized for the error, adding, the news alert sent earlier about North Korea missile was a mistake. No government J Alert was issued. The mistake was corrected within minutes, which beats us because it took the Hawaii people right. 40 minutes 40 to minutes. correct their. Uh... And then here's a screen grab of the errant NHK alert, but it's in Japanese, so it doesn't, it serves doesn't me do no purpose. Right. I really, man, it must take a kid a long time to write a book report in Japan. With all the characters? Look at all or of those. China or China. How do you do that? Yeah. Uh, the false alert came on the same day as the U.S. and Canada planned to host talks in Vancouver over the crisis in Korea after a year of missile tests and threats from the north. Uh, South Korea and Japan will participate in Tuesday's talks, though North Korea's largest trading partner, China, will not be present. Okay, so that's the second false missile alert in a matter of days. And, uh, and why all of a sudden at once, I wonder? Because uh, you got Don Knotts there hitting the wrong clown button. Yeah, it doesn't make any difference what country you're in. Fife. Yeah. Uh, the warning went out on television, radio, and phones in Hawaii. So so virtually everyone was was getting it. And then they they, they now have it down to 38 minutes later, uh, the, uh, the initial alert in Hawaii was canceled. So another one today. Why are we shaving minutes off of that? Well, you want to look better. Mm. You want to look better. Gotcha. Uh, what's the temperature, uh, Director of Social Media? As he screens the phone calls that are coming in, 7 degrees above zero and 6 degrees below zero is your wind chill. Well, when I went out this morning to fetch the paper, yeah, I, 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 there was a little warmth in old Sal. I you could feel it? I could, I, could, I could sense a spring. Okay. But I'm a 21st-er, so these things come naturally to me. Oh, you're getting a very nice, very nice late sunset, aren't you? And we're getting a very nice warming trend beginning tomorrow. Amen. Timberwolves play tonight, but the wilder... At the front end of their mandatory five-day break. I don't approve of the five-day break. So they got the five-day break, then they also have the All-Star break? Uh, when is the All-Star Isn't game? it the 20... It's Sunday the 28th, isn't it? I have no idea. I, th- I thought so. Uh, Japan has had to issue another warning, another emergency alert. This time not for an incoming missile, which proved to be an errant alert. This time it's for... Some bad fish that got sold in the market. <laughs> but they, they went to the public alert. For bad fish? Well, a city, suppose... a city in central Japan used its emergency loud, loudspeaker system in an attempt to recall four packages of blowfish after discovering a fifth package contained a potentially deadly liver. No one has died. The fish known as fugu is an expensive winter delicacy but requires a license to prepare because of the dangers of mishandling it. The fugu's liver is mostly toxic and banned. That's what oh. I thought. I thought they Who's were poisonous. Isn't? Well, that's right. <laughs> Regional, Too much whiskey. Right, yeah. Regional health officials said Tuesday a supermarket in Gamagori, 
sold five. You don't you don't have to make that grunting noise. No. Let me start the sentence again. Yes. Thank you, sir. Regional health officials said Tuesday a supermarket in Gamagori. <laughs> it just it happens. It just you can't help any yourself. any town. You gotta mm-hmm. sold five packages of assorted blowfish meat on Monday. The inclusion of the liver in the package could have contaminated the other meat with the fogu poison. Is there a difference between uh, blowfish and puffer fish? What am I, the lake detective? I was going to see if you well, actually were going to answer well, that. Well, I thought about it. Right, I, take a stab. It sounds plausible that they're the same fish. Health authorities found that the store had been selling the liver of the particular kind of blowfish called Yorito Fugi. No, Yorito Fugu. Or Blunthead Puffer. I think you're right. I think blowfish and puffer fish are in the same family. They are. Yep. Would you like to maybe after the show head over with the uh, fast food joint? And maybe we'll get a little puffer fish sandwich. I'm not eating that fried <laughs> carp. I got for four dollars. Health officials into some good ones. I bet it's, you know we can get it. You know this is an expensive winter delicacy in Japan. It is the, it is one of the most grotesque fish I've ever seen. I wouldn't eat it for all the money in China. Uh, well, the it's cool that no, they I think blow the phrase up. is all the tea in China, isn't it? Yeah. Health authorities found that the store had been selling the liver of the particular kind of blowfish called Yorito Fugu, or blunthead puffer, for years because it's nearly non-toxic, health ministry official Yohi Ohashi said. No health problems have been reported from past consumption. I'm going to come in there. I'm going to stab you through the heart. Well, quit saying the names. Well, that's they're in the story. It's a story from Japan. Ah. <clears throat> or, yeah, Japan. Ah, okay. Uh the illegal sales surfaced Monday when a buyer of one package took it to a health center. With four other packages sold but unaccounted for, city officials alerted residents via the emergency loudspeakers normally used for earthquakes and other disasters. So they meant business. I'll say. Two packages have been since returned. You know what that means? Two are still at large. Wow. The health ministry ordered the store to recall all the blowfish packages and suspend their sale, but the store told officials that it will no longer sell blowfish. Ohashi said, mm. "I, I, uh, uh, the Japanese do strange things with fish. What is the uh, raw fish that's so popular? Sushi. Sushi. I, I'm not doing that. I don't. Uh, Sushi's good. Though. I don't understand. Have you ever had it? Oh yeah, I love sushi. Why do? Why? And you know, I know people who buy a big slab of tuna at the store. Yeah, and put it on the grill for about." 10 seconds. Oh, like... Uh, and eat it virtually raw. Ahi tuna? Yeah. I, it I, looks like a... a I, have want had, mine, I want mine that comes in a you can. You can't have it like a hockey puck. It says puck. No, star no, kissed. No. Yeah. Well, no, that's... I mean, that tuna is, is about as fresh as can be. That's... that's. I know, but why? if I cooked it on the grill, I would cook it until it was crisp. And lost all flavor yeah, and I would, all... Matt. That's uh, right. That's dried out. It would be like a cracker. Like what a about, Ritz cracker. What about salmon? Do you like salmon? Love it. But yeah. I want them to cook it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Cook the hell out of I it. I just fish for me. Even though I had that tuna, that raw tuna, and it is pretty good. I don't know when you would have had that. I had that on Marco Island when I went with the Zero Res guys, the oh, group yeah. of Zero Res guys down to Marco. I knocked back about 15 plates of shrimp at the Hubbard party. Yeah, oh, you got nothing against uh, uh, yeah, he don't, he muscle don't guy. Me. What do you eat? Um, mus- uh, not uh, mussels. I love mussels. Yeah, he... 
It's, Get out of my way. It's, it's like this. He's like <laughs> a dog that has his favorite toy, and if you come close to grab it, he goes, <laughs> <laughs> That is how, the, how does it go? Uh, <laughs> we're going to have the Lake Detective on uh, shortly after the top of the 2 o'clock hour mm-hmm. because we're going to try something entirely new for the show. What's What's that? There's a front page story in today's uh, Minneapolis paper. Uh, It's from the always available to alarm you New York Times. And the headline is climate change altering lakes. Saw that. And I read the whole thing. And rather than dismiss it out of hand, which I would argue would be easy to do based on what Lake Detective and I will end up discussing. Rather than uh, dismiss it out of hand, I thought, no. Why don't I dismiss it more credibly? Why don't I bring aboard uh, the lake detective? I'm fond of lakes, mm-hmm. so this caught my attention. I'm, I'd I'm, say you're an amateur. I'm pro-lake. Right, you're pro-lake. And uh, by climate change altering lakes, uh, I'd say I would imagine the climate has always altered lakes for about the 10,000 years or so we've had lakes in North America. Mm-hmm. I would imagine the climate sure. has weighed in as it must, as yep. it will. Uh, but, of course, what, what is meant here, I, I would argue, what is meant here is that climate change caused by you driving here today in an internal combustion engine is altering the lakes. And so I read the whole piece and I thought, you know, the lake detective has a couple of master's degrees. Uh, he's a limnologist. He's got some creds. He's got credibility. Yes. And, and the lake detective and I have never discussed politics. For all I know, he's a ranting Hillary supporter. I'm, I'm not being facetious. I have no idea. All I know is he's our go-to guy for lake questions. Right. And because of my fondness for lakes, which is why we've had a lake detective for more than 20 years on this right, show. Right, right. And plus he's an author of a book about lakes. So uh, so I thought, we'll parse this piece with him. Well, I think you got the, the, the perfect. There's nobody that has better street creds than the lake detective. I'm, this is the guy I, you want. No, I want to take it above street creds. I maintain that as opposed to me, he has scientific credibility. Okay. You're where, where I would not have scientific credibility. Mm-hmm. I'm just, uh, you know, in liberal lakes, I'm frowned upon as the great denier. Right. Well, let's bring on somebody who might very well not be the great denier. Is John, uh, is John Height? John Height is assembling Next. his newscast as we speak. Commencing Garage Logic segment number three. What would I give? Two facts provided by offsite correspondent Downing. You ready? Yep. Bud mm-hmm. Grant played for the Eagles in 1951 and 52. Okay. And the name Minnesota Miracle has already been taken. It's what put Wendell Anderson and yeah. his Northern Pike on the cover of Time magazine. Right. We've got to find something in else. 1973. You know, even when I heard Minneapolis Miracle, and I know it was given to, to that play by the local play by play. Al Michaels announcer. gets Miracle. Let's put it away. Sure. Yeah. Okay. It's done. But Minneapolis Miracle's lazy. It's it just is. boring. Yeah. The good ru- the good pass. Uh <laughs> No, nope. not enough. That's Zing. good. Put her on a T-shirt. Here's yeah. John Height in the newsroom. Thanks, Joe. Sunny and seven degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and downtown Duluth. Timberwolves coming off five straight wins at home at the Target Center. They hit the road tonight. They're in Orlando to play the Magic. Gophers with a win last night. They beat Penn State 95-84 in overtime. Up next, they stay on the road. They're in Maryland 
on Thursday night. Vikings will play the Eagles Sunday in the NFL, uh, NFC, excuse me, championship game. Uh, you guys talked a little bit about this. We found out. A little Freudian slip there, huh? Yeah, Johnny NFL, Cake? NFL, yeah. We found out in the last 24 hours or so that Saints coach Sean Payton apparently was taunting the Vikings crowd. <laughs> it wasn't even apparently. He was. He was. 25 seconds left. The Saints <laughs> were in the lead. And uh, <laughs> pictures and witnesses show him putting his hands together and clapping in a Skull chant while facing the Vikings crowd. And he can't, he he was quoted as, are you, I'm sorry, are you done with yeah. that story? Mm-hmm. Sure. He was quoted as saying, oh, it was just a little uh, fun for the crowd. A little playoff. No, shit. no, he was in your face taunting. Well, so no. he can't play it off like, I loved interacting with those guys. And you would be among those who believe that that turned the table. Yeah, that's karma. All right. That's God pressing the uh, missile has fired button. But right. the fans, the Viking fans, who continue to troll Saints fans, Sean Payton, Packer fans on social media, you're the same people that complain about other teams' fan bases acting arrogant. So grow up. It's but a every, football game. Wait, are you addressing every, me? I'm confused by no, that. No, not you. Oh, every team has those, unfortunately. They do. They do. So It's just that when you don't like the Vikings, like some people may not. Now that they have awakened the giant. Wait a minute, I got it. What? How about we refer to that play as the heist? Uh, that's been broached. Uh, oh, did you guys bring that up yesterday? No, but somebody's, you know, the bank, it's the heist. The, the whole good You don't like the heist? I don't mind it, uh, Chris. Uh, I, I'm not uh, I'm not real keen on developing a term for it. It's not a robbery. News notes from today. Why the British? Yeah, I don't it's know. always the British. Well, when you say a heist or a, a robbery, robbery sounds better when you say robbery. It's not in, a robbery. In your absence yesterday, Chris, we were talking about Henry Ford, and for some reason he did Henry Ford with a British accent. Oh, we, yeah. we don't know why. I, 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 Joe British. fancied himself going to the Detroit no, but, Auto but Show. But it didn't have anything to do with a blacksmith. I, I thought or, there would be uh, like players, like sure. from. Yes, from 1850, there's a young Henry Ford here. John Height in the newsroom. Thanks, Joe. News notes from today. The associate principal at Roseville High School was injured during a student altercation this past Friday. A statement from high school principal Chris Hester issued to parents and families addressed injuries suffered by associate principal Eric Singer. The uh, statement read, this is to inform you that yesterday, while attempting to de-escalate a student altercation, Associate Principal Eric Singer was injured. It's important to note that at no time during the altercation was Mr. Singer struck by a student. Roseville Police Chief Rick Mathwig confirmed that an assault call occurred at the high school, but he directed further comment to school officials. Are we hiding behind some kind of data privacy? Or yeah, there's been no other info released. Oh, the guy, point, maybe so. the guy fell down. That's what it mm-hmm. sounds like. Yeah. <clears throat> North Dakota's oil production rose nicely again in November, and with petroleum prices rising, monthly output should set records for 2018 once the final numbers come out. That, according to the state's top oil and gas official today, Lynn Helms, director of North Dakota's Department of Mineral Resources, says we're pretty optimistic. Everything points to more oil rigs, more frack crews, and more activity in North Dakota. North Dakota is the nation's second-largest oil-producing state, pumped out 1.19 million barrels per day in November, up 1% from October and the highest monthly output since July of 2015. Did the Detroit Auto Show come up because you missed it again this year, Joe? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he didn't, yeah. didn't make it. Every year. I, I should have went. Yeah. I, it, one of these years. 
An influenza A strain known as H3N2 is making people so ill in California that thousands have shown up in recent weeks at hospitals struggling to fight the infection. The huge numbers of sick people are also straining hospital staff who are confronting what could become California's worst flu season in a decade. Hospitals across that state are sending away ambulances, flying in nurses from out of state, and not letting children visit their loved ones for fear they'll spread the flu. Others are canceling surgeries and erecting tents in the parking lots so they can triage the hordes of flu patients. Where's this, John? California. California. Mm-hmm. How'd you like to be a uh, a worker in that hospital, no, a nurse? You'd not. take your leave a little bit? I'm going to take a little vacation here. Run down to play some golf in Palm Springs. <laughs> well, which is about an hour and ten minutes from the hospitals in L.A. Dang it. I'm going to go to somewhere else. That's right. Two days after David and Louise Turpin's 13 children, ages 2 to 29, were found locked inside their California home, three physically chained to furniture. Police in Paris, California, are lauding the 17-year-old daughter, who they say escaped from a window, to alert authorities. Riverside County Sheriff's Department Captain Greg Fellows said at a press conference this morning that the malnourished girl called 911 from a deactivated cell phone and showed responding deputies photos of the home where her dozen siblings were found locked inside, some changed, uh, chained to beds. Fellows said, we do need to acknowledge the courage of that young girl who escaped. Deputies did go to the home where they were struck by the unsanitary state. Mm. Fellows said they noticed the children were malnourished, very dirty, conditions were horrific. Fellows also said the children's mother didn't know why deputies had come to their home. This is going to come up in the next segment, but continue. Corona Regional Medical Center CEO Mark Ufer said that many of the victims appear to be much younger than their actual ages. David and Louise Turpin are facing charges of torture and child endangerment in that case. Take them out to the desert, the two parents. Tie them to a stake in the ground. Put honey all over them and release red ants. That's what I would do. Other than that, I have no animosity. Well, you're you're more generous than I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Follow-up to a story, uh, a very strange story from a few uh, months back. A Danish prosecutor says inventor Peter Madsen has been charged now with murdering Swedish journalist Kim Wall. Is this the... Uh... The oh yeah during a trip on his private submarine, saying he either cut her throat or strangled her. Oh. Prosecutor Jacob Buke Jebson said the case is unusual and extremely disturbing. The 47-year-old Madsen charged with murder, dismemberment, and indecent handling of a corpse for the way he disposed of Wall's body. He's also charged with having sexual relations with Wall of a particularly dangerous nature, according to the charges. Before she was killed, Buke Jebson said the killing was premeditated. Prosecutors will urge that Madsen be sentenced to life in prison or be locked up in a secure mental facility if deemed necessary by psychiatrists for as long as he's considered sick and dangerous to others. Madsen's lawyer had no immediate comment in reaction to the charges, adding her client still denies murdering Wall. Madsen claims Wall died accidentally inside the submarine while he was on deck during their excursion in August. However, he did admit to throwing her body parts in the sea. Um, How... What what a submarine? How big is a submarine? Is it, it was a small. Uh, he it was he's an inventor. Okay, it was a submarine that he built that he invented, if you will. I think, and she was a journalist going to do a story oh on God. him and the submarine. So why don't they just put him in the submarine with some weights and have the just let it drop to the bottom the, at the trench? John Height in the newsroom. What's that Marianas Trench? Yep. George Clooney's coming back to the small screen. Hulu confirming Clooney will direct and star in the original series. Catch-22. 
He'll play Colonel Cathcart and direct the series, along with his Smokehouse Pictures partner Grant Hesloff. Production set uh, set for this year. Catch-22 marks Clooney's first TV series role since ER, which he left in 1999. He'll also serve as executive director with Heslov. The series, of course, based on Joseph Heller's 1961 novel. It follows Captain John Yossarian, a U.S. Air Force bombardier in World War II, who's trying to maintain his sanity while finishing his service. Uh, some of us uh, are old enough to remember the novel was adapted into a film back in 19. 19- 70. Yeah, Alan Arkin, right? Alan Arkin, mm-hmm. correct. I think Bob Newhart was in it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, who is with the weather today, Rook? I believe uh, David Wallace Dahl is back, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, okay. Uh, we're rolling the dice on this one, if that's okay. Break, yeah, we'll, we'll find out. Thank you, Joe. We're at 7 above right now, but it feels like 6 degrees below zero with the wind chill. Partly cloudy skies. It's going to be a cold night tonight, down to 2 degrees below. Southwest winds light, though, at 5 miles per hour, so wind chill is not too much of a factor. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and warmer, up to 26. 32 on Thursday, 36 on Friday. Could even be warmer than that. And then Saturday, we have a chance of light snow developing late, still at 36 for the high. Sunday, though, pretty good chance of accumulating snow, and at this point, it does look like it'll be significant. Sunday night, uh, lingering into Monday, and it does cool down a little bit, but mid-20s for highs till Monday and Tuesday of next week. So again, that's significant snow probably coming during the day on Sunday as we're watching the Vikes play in Philadelphia. Seven above right now, wind chill of six below. All right, thank you. Thank- uh, John Height had this in his newscast. Uh, 16 days into the new year, we have America's uh, first horror story of the year, and that's the California uh, couple that kept, uh, what, 12 kids? Uh, 13. 13. Shackled in the home. And I've read uh, different accounts of this, one suggesting that they believed that this was their calling uh, somehow, somehow theological in nature. And if that's true, they're no different than a jihadist who kills somebody for Allah, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. It just... I noticed that the dad had a really bad uh, haircut. I did, too. And yeah. you know what? I chose to be judgmental about that. Uh, I I did too right away. Like I said, a, you, you look this like guy, a word I can't say. This guy's going to do something with that haircut. You're going to do something weird. But here here's what puzzles me about the story, and it it it's not as though they lived in a remote area. Uh, right, they had neighbors. Did you to, see the uh, picture of their house? Yeah, neighbors you know, on either side. What, what, what would you call that? Upper middle class, maybe. Yeah. I don't. Do we know what Dad does for a living? I did not see that. Reavers. I don't know. Look it up. I will. Right now. Give me the name again. I'm, I'm sorry. going to give you the name of the guy. Uh, David Allen Turpin. T-U-R-P-I-N. Uh, they lived in a, uh, can I borrow a cup of sugar neighborhood? Right. The, 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 next, the next house was right there. So that, that brings us to the question of, uh, are people purposely... Turning the other way on things like this? How could you not know this? They uh, uh, neighbors did comment to the uh, to the effect that when they saw the kids, they struck them as extremely. Uh, oh my God! Amis- yeah, what is he? he Radio the, talk show host. He was the principal of a school. Really? What? What kind of school? That's what I'm trying to find out. Hmm. Wow! <clears throat> principal of a private. Oh, come on, computer. Mm-hmm. Give me a second. Mm-hmm. FYI is coming in to uh, set us straight on uh, yeah. 
I'm here. Bits of information. He had been an engineer for Northrop Grumman, who made 140 grand a year. Yeah. And the print, the school that Chris is talking about was just his house, basically. Was, oh, uh, where he didn't, oh, I'm sorry. Where okay. he did not school these children? Uh, correct, but uh, allegedly was. But uh, I, I don't know when he was done at Northrop Grumman, but it was uh, in recent years. Uh, but he had a good job there, apparently, and uh, retired from there. That's what I had read earlier. Well, I'm trying to get above the 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 normal rhetoric, which would be, uh, you know, there's not a room big enough in hell for this idiot. Right. To wonder the desert thing again with the honey. Well, but but to wonder why uh, wouldn't you like to think? And we don't know. We just don't know. Yeah. Any more than we know, how would we have reacted in Hawaii on Saturday? I, I I claim that I'm buying the luckies and I'm going to the beach. I would Who knows yeah. how you'd react? Right. But wouldn't you like to think that if you were a neighbor of this word I can't say, yep. you'd 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 poke around, you'd you'd ask a question or two. Okay. Wouldn't you like to think you'd do that? If I saw a a twenty a well, nine year old girl that came out and she looked like she was thirteen, mm-hmm. um. I, I wouldn't ask inelegant questions, but over the course of years, I think I would, I would wonder why this person maybe looks malnourished or what the problem. But I, I would love for it not to even take take place over a course of years. Uh, but I don't, I don't know what the answer to this is. The whole, our whole culture has been brainwashed into being non-judgmental. Our whole culture is to, uh, is to not question. Uh, what other people are up to. Mm. Well, B as in B, S as in S. You can't drive by the airport here without seeing a flashing sign that says, see something, say something. Right. I, I, I can't. Uh, uh, and apparently these uh, 13 young people were known because apparently these two idiots had dragged them to Disney World or something well, for a team photo. Yes, and some, you're right, all these photos they have, the, the children look, you know, Everybody's smiling. The pictures look great. And they're all dressed in the same. Well, that's another, you know, the Von Trapp making the clothes out of the curtains or whatever it is, all having the same outfits. That would be a uh, red flag for me as well. How about the quote from the neighbor here? I'd like to hear it because it's the neighbors that I'm concentrating That's where I was going with this too. But one of the neighbors said, I never noticed a bike or a scooter. In the yard. I mean, everybody that's got kids, you've got crap all over the place. Were the kids ever playing outside? Do we know? Wait. Here's a neighbor. It was messy, but quiet. Yeah, I never knew that there was any kids living in that house, especially not 13. Wow. How do you hide 13 kids? Well, you're, you, uh, you're shackled, shackled them to up. A bed. Okay. I mean, not literally, but I'm just saying. Uh, and you don't feed them. Well, that would in, take place of groceries being brought in. And if it's if you're if you're re- doing it for religious reasons, uh, how do you get off that part where God, you know, God wants you to feed your children? Well, no. If they're doing it for religious reasons, they're no different than a jihadist saying, "I just killed that gay guy for Allah," or "I just killed that child for Allah," or "I just killed that woman for Allah." They're no <laughs> different. Don't be judgmental. Committing these crimes in the name of some theocracy is ridiculous. I just, uh, oh, well, I see. Uh, and okay, then, now what do we? Now no, what do we do with the thirteen kids that are anything? Oh. Anything they experience now will be better. Will be better than living with these words I can't say. Uh, true. Anything that they experience, any any health they now achieve, any 
daylight they can absorb, any decent meal they can have, any book they're exposed to will be a 100% improvement over what they've been subjected to. Well, I, I hopefully the older ones will be mature enough. And, well, she, and, the oldest one is 29. 29. No, no, but I'm just, but yeah, but I don't know what her mental well, capacity is What do you think here? it might be? At 29, she's been shacked up, yeah. like, shackled up like this? But for, I'm hoping that they're aware enough to to speak and and tell us the story so we can get our hands behind it. Our, uh, you know, the story, we want to figure out what happened. Some of the children were restrained with chains and padlocks. The parents were unable to immediately provide a logical reason why their children were restrained in that manner, the Riverside County Sheriff's Office said in a statement. Uh, you know, hmm. they would have been better off if they were in the path of the fire, and at least they could have escaped that way. Get what I mean? Yeah. What? What? How? How? How did it take the seventeen-year-old? 17 years to figure this out. I got to get the hell out of here. I, I just maybe don't. constantly supervised. And I mean, it sounds or, like if, or locked, literally, right? Literally restrained. And if he was calling himself the principal of, you know, whatever house, uh, major make a move on 94, uh, both eastbound and westbound at Pryor Avenue. It looks like there's a a car in the center lane. I'll find out whether the accident is in the center uh, eastbound lane or westbound lane, but there are slowdowns both ways, and it looks like it's a, a pretty big deal. I'll get more detail. Yeah, more details when we come back. Tom, go ahead quickly, please. Hi, Joe. I was just calling in regard to the... California thing. Uh, you mentioned that you thought people were perhaps getting being judgmental, and that, that's perhaps, but um, I think people have just gotten desensitized to, to violence and the ugly side of life, and uh, uh, they, they just don't react anymore. They, it's, it, for some reason, isn't unusual. I accept your answer. Thank you. We're going to be joined by the Lake Detective, who's going, uh, we're coming up on the Lake Detective's 23rd anniversary as Garage Logic's go to guy for all matters water. And we're going to discuss the latest dire climate change charge. And the rollover is westbound 94 uh, between Pryor and 280. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis, 7.